It's time for Speaking of Speaking, quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt, and welcome to another edition of Speaking of Speaking. We have a treat for you today. We have somebody that's going to really turn speaking on their head, I think. We're going to take it and dissect it and rip it apart because we're going to talk about leadership and how speaking fits into all of that. Amy Riley is an international renowned speaker author, and consultant. She has over two decades of experience developing leaders at all levels. Her clients include Cisco Systems, Deloitte, and Barclays, just to name a few. There's others, I'm sure. As a trusted leadership coach and consultant, Amy has worked with hundreds of leaders one-on-one and thousands more as part of a group to fully step into their leadership, create amazing teams, and achieve extraordinary results. Amy, welcome to Speaking of Speaking. Thank you, Carl. Glad to be here. Are you ready to have some fun and turn speaking upside down by throwing leadership in and talk about that? Yeah, let's do okay, it. Let's do it. The courage of a leader, how to lead, sell and succeed virtually. That's going to be the focus of what we'll be talking about today. But how did you get into this place where you are now? What was the catalyst that made you get into this field? Oh, it probably goes all the way back to being an elementary school student. I realize now that I was sitting in those classrooms and I was looking at my teachers going, oh, I would do that. Oh, that really worked. Oh, I would never do that. Thinking, I don't want to be a teacher. Why am I considering this? But I think I was considering Carl leadership. How are they engaging us? How are they getting us involved? How are they varying up the ways that they interact with us in order to engage different kinds of kids? It's funny how a lot of us will look at parts of our lives like that. Like you give the example of teachers. It's been suggested that years ago, oh, you should be a teacher. You'd be good at it. And here I am now. I'm a speaker. I've done training. I'm a podcaster. It's all the same thing. Like it's all water. It just comes from a different part of the world, right? It's the same kind of thing. So you've been at it since you were (laughs) in elementary school then, but your first inception into it in the real world, into the adult world though, was there a journey that got you to where you are now? Yes. So I have been an external leadership development consultant and coach for almost 25 years now. I had the experience of being the internal leadership and development person in a number of different companies, in different kinds of industries, with different kinds of cultures. And what grabbed me, Carl, is that I was looking at putting together customized learning, customized development, intervention solutions, and I would follow the same kind of process, yet the end result would look very different. Mm -hmm. How to meet leaders where they were at, like what technology was the company using? What were they ready for? What kind of formal development had already happened? What did these specific leaders need? And I found it so fascinating to find out how companies worked, to find out what their particular leaders needed. Then I thought, it's fascinating to find out about businesses. My last employer is in the trucking industry. They make truck and trailer suspensions. Carl, I thought, this is going to be so boring. 
And it was not. It's so nuanced. It's so interesting. Like It's always more complex inside the organization than we know looking from the outside in. And leadership within those organizations, even though we can say, oh, it's all leadership, that's like putting every fruit on the planet in a basket and saying, oh, it's just fruit. Well, no, because leadership means different things in different industries. It means different things in different countries. It means different things based on individual personalities. And at the end of the day, yes, it's all leadership and there are techniques and all those things that we learn, but there are differences and they all have their unique flavor. Some are better than others, (laughs) but that's why they bring in some Somebody like you that can help them, you know, improve, get better results and really move things forward. Yeah. Leadership is situational. Yeah. We're working with people, Mm -hmm. right? We're trying Mm -hmm. to inspire and engage and get results through people, but the situations are different, right? The people that we work with are different. The companies themselves are different. Yes. There's things that you can say, you can do. And then there's other companies where you wouldn't consider saying or carrying the same kind of conversation. So let's dive right into the sales part of this and the success and how to do it virtually, Mm. because we're in a virtual world. We've been in a virtual world for a while, but it's been ramped up a lot this last couple of years. This is being recorded in October of 2022. There's been a huge pivot for most of us the last two and a half years. What are some of the challenges that you're recognizing when you're helping companies and organizations when it comes to really leading in this virtual space? Yeah, making meaningful connection. Mm. I think one of the silver linings, if we can say, of the pandemic I mean, we've been talking for decades about how leaders want to connect with the whole person. Right. Right. And that we really want to understand their needs personally and professionally. Yet so many folks resisted opening the door for any employee to say anything personal that they might be comfortable sharing. Mm-hmm. I think now we get it <laughs> much more that right work is now brought into our homes. Our homes are now shown to our work colleagues, right? And what's happening in our homes and our lives does affect how we show up. So leaders being able to connect with people in meaningful ways and to be vulnerable and to share of themselves and to ask different kinds of questions. We're having a hard time retaining people in roles right now. You know, Carl, it used to be that the number one reason people left their jobs was their leader. Mm -hmm. We've been saying that for decades. It's changed. It's still the number two reason, right? So it's still important. Be a good leader, right? But number one is now employees are leaving if there is a lack of support for me, my family, and my social needs. So being a leader that's tuned into what do my team members need in order to take care of themselves and the balance in their life. It's interesting that you mentioned that because I know in some countries and some companies, there's been an exodus of the workforce. And part of that is because, again, for the last two and a half years, for the most part, a lot of workers have had to work from home. So there's been that adaptability to work from home, to be able to you know, be in their personal space more. And now all of a sudden, and again, it's not necessarily all across the board, but there's now this callback to say, okay, 
things are better now, so come back to the office. And a lot of people are pushing back, saying, no, I don't want to do that. It was good enough to not have to fight two hours of traffic, depending on where you live, of course. You know, that's a huge thing that sucks up a lot of people's time in their day. That commute, especially in larger cities like New York, I'm in Canada, Toronto, it's a doozy sometimes just to get to the office. But people are being handcuffed to go back and they're Mm -hmm. saying no. And if you Mm -hmm. force me back, that's it. I know Mm -hmm. I can go get a better position or even become self-employed and do something that I'm really passionate about and not have to deal with the stranglehold on having to go to the office just because you say I have to. I understand in some situations you have to. You know, we can't expect, you know, nurses in an ER, for example, to stay at home and work from home, right? That's a little bit different. But in certain situations, no, there's that And we're seeing these changes and I'm not surprised it's number one. I just didn't realize that it was that exposed now and that it was number one. Wow. Yes, it is number one, right? So if you're not in an essential business Mm. and your employees have been working remotely and you're asking them to come in two days a week, five days a week, whatever it is, they need to know why. And this is also why it's important to understand their particular social needs. Is it that they Mm. don't want to waste the time with the commute? Is it that they want to get to their early evening hockey practice? Well, maybe they would be willing to come in for a half day in the morning when there's these kinds of cross-team collaborations, right? Or there's this kind of brainstorming session going on where it would really work best if people were in the same room. So if we understand the business needs why people would need to be in the office and we understand the personal needs of each team member, you know, how can we line those up in a way that works? And I'm wondering, and this goes back to the leading part, we still have to get to the sell and the succeed (laughs) part of this too, but I wonder if as part of the leading part, organizations know they can best lead in person and they're still Mm. trying to recognize how do we lead virtually? How do we lead when people are in their houses, in apartments and condos, in some places, in some cases rather, all over the world. How do we do that? It's almost like it's brand new, even though it's not. Yeah. We've got to bring intentionality, Mm. right? If that water cooler casual collision is not going to happen, how do you intentionally make it happen? Do you schedule coffee chats, Mm -hmm. right? Are there different kinds of activities? I've been doing keynotes on how to evolve our culture in a virtual world. And for many, it's a hybrid world, right? right? What are the aspects of your culture that you want to maintain? And many times it comes down to connection, Carl. Like it's a meaningful connection with each other, with what the company is up to. So how do you create that connection virtually or make really fantastic in-person events that people are called to drive, you know, they feel like driving in for it? How do you intentionally make that happen in a virtual world? Anytime there's food, I'll drive. Anytime there is staff luncheon. I'm in. I'll drive the 30 minutes, no problem. But I certainly get what you mean, that it's a different strategy and you need to be able to adapt and give the reasons and understand that you still might get some pushback or you might have people who can't 
attend because yeah. of you know childcare needs now that yeah. maybe they or other issues that have arisen. I want to move on to sure. the sales piece, yeah. you know, the courage of a leader and the selling online because in some ways I think it's easier, but then in a lot of ways it's different because you don't have to sit face to face to them to individuals. But what are some of the challenges that are some of the things we should consider with that sales piece? Yeah. So first I want to mention to listeners that The Courage of a Leader, How to Lead, Sell, and Succeed Virtually is a free ebook that you can get on the Courage of a Leader website. Go to courageofaleader.com slash products, or just go to Courage of a Leader and click on products. You'll see it. And I wrote it at the beginning of the pandemic. Right. So at that time, we had salespeople, we had account managers who could not get out to see their customers. Right. right? It was 100% virtual. So we were really looking at okay, now you're no longer sitting down, you're not breaking bread with your prospective clients, Mm -hmm. with your current customers. How do you create connection? And Carl, all kinds of ideas from, okay, go to Google Maps and get the picture of your customer's site and make it your virtual background, right? I love it. I'm not there with you, but I'm there in spirit, right? And then your customer knows you took the time to find that. Carl, I worked with another account manager and in his background was very strategic. He had a piece of artwork. He had some books. You could see the titles. He had a guitar over here. He had skis in the corner. Now that sounds a little busy, but it was aesthetically pleasing. Right. Okay. He put those items in his background, knowing that different items would appeal to different people. And he said, Amy, you cannot imagine how many times I'll get a comment. Oh, I've read that book or what's that piece of artwork or, oh, I see you have a guitar, right? And now you have a connection point, right? That you didn't get because you both walked into this restaurant at the same time and you're talking about the weather and the drive over and the whatever. What is going to replace that? That's what we've got to be intentional about. Those are great ideas. I like those. And I've seen the book thing. I've seen that a few times. I think that's great. One of the reasons I changed my Zoom background was for that very reason. I have a black curtain. You can't see it because you see the Zoom background that was custom made. And I get questions from people who will say, oh, is that your studio? Oh, you have a camera set up. No, it's not. But thank you for noticing. And I like the idea of doing it with the client in mind, with your customer or your prospect, because that's a huge one. Succeeding virtually. Are we hitting the path? And by the way, thanks for dropping the link. We'll make sure all of those links are in the show notes, by the way. But success in the virtual space, how do you think we're doing? Gazing into your crystal mm-hmm. ball. How are we doing? Yeah. I'm still wanting people to be a little bit more intentional. I'm hearing from so many leaders. I have so many meetings. I'm just going from Zoom to Zoom to WebEx to to (laughs) hang out to Zoom, right? I don't have time to go to the bathroom, let alone do the work that's being assigned to me in these meetings. So I'm thinking, you know, being really intentional about our interactions. What is the purpose for this meeting? Do all Mm. the people that you're inviting need to be there? Write the agenda. Could some folks come to half of it? Can we schedule 25-minute meetings? Can we schedule 50-minute meetings? And what do you want to accomplish in each section of the meeting? You know, so many meetings we just get in and it's death by PowerPoint. When do we want interaction? Stop sharing the slides. Let's see each other. Is this resonating? Give me a green check if it is. Give me a red X if it's not. You know, doing online training, Carl, Mm -hmm. we are told there needs to be interaction every four minutes or more frequently. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Now that could be a challenge to be that intentional with every meeting that we have, but let's get closer to that. How can you use the platform in new and interesting yet meaningful ways? Not just bells and whistles for bells and whistles, but you know, in Zoom, a lot of people don't know you can annotate on the screen. Put a SWOT analysis up there, right? Put the different alternatives you're considering. Have people put pros and cons, right? Now you've got your virtual whiteboard. How do we engage people in meaningful ways? There are so many great ideas that you've just shared and tools that are out there too, to really make this happen. And tools just in Zoom, like you said, that if we just take the time to embrace them and start utilizing them, then it can make all the difference in the world and our leadership and our employee engagement, our team engagement, our teams wanting to stay with us, right? So I would love to keep this conversation going, but man, oh man, I know that there's more that we can chat about another time. You have a lot of skill sets as well in the speaking world. You've been a speaker for a number of years and you have some great videos that are right on your website too that can help people in the speaking area. Just take a moment and tell us about those. Yeah, it's one of the main links on the main navigation bar. You can go to courageofaleader.com slash videos. And if you're presenting, if you're wanting to connect in the virtual world, there's a video called The Use of Gestures to Increase Your Virtual Presence. And there's a video called The Use of Your Voice to Lead, Sell, and Succeed Virtually. Our voice is our main vehicle in this virtual video frame that we have now. So those are free for anyone to access and check out. Oh my goodness, you're so right on that. The voice is important, that's for sure. Amy Riley, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Before I turn you loose to help leadership become something better for every organization that you touch, I'll give you the final thought. Ah, So one of the concepts I talk about with the leaders I work with, Carla, is the leadership legacy. What is your leadership legacy? What are you continually creating and leaving behind? I don't mean something that you think about when you're 78 years old. I mean, what is the purpose of your leadership? What are you bringing to every relationship, every interaction, every project that you're involved in? Could be a leadership trait, could be a new way of thinking about things. Declare your leadership legacy and have that bigger picture commitment because that will pull you forward in bigger ways. I love it. I'll leave it right there. Amy Riley, the courage of a leader. Thank you so much for joining me today on Speaking of Speaking. Thank you, Carl. And remember, get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca and don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at carlrichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking.